Hello and welcome to the first podcast of the International Water Association's Earth Observation for Water Management Community of Practice. The Community of Practice is a subgroup of the IWA Digital Water Program. The Community of Practice brings together experts from different sectors of the water industry interested in the use of earth observation technologies for improved water quality and quantity management. My name is Yunus Obamba Jaswa, and I'm a member of the steering committee for this community of practice. I'm a water resources quality manager at the Water Research Commission, which is located in South Africa. And I have been working with EO Tools for the past four to five years. This podcast is the first installment of the Earth Observation to Policy series promoting the webinar, Science to Policy from Earth Observation to Legislation, which will be coming up on Friday, 18th November, 2022 at two o'clock London time. This series explores the challenges and success factors of using EO services for evidence-based policy and national legislature in general and specific contexts. My guest today is Dr. Mark Matthews. He's the founder and CEO of Cyano Lakes, a company which helps water utilities with limited resources monitor toxin-producing cyanobacteria blooms in their source water. I have worked closely with Mark over the last four years, managing the funding that the Water Research Commission, along with other institutions, provided him to kickstart Cyano Lakes. Cyano Lakes is on a journey to enhance the protection of public health by providing near real-time information using free and open satellite remote sensing data. Mark, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Eunice. Really good to be with you. Thank you. Awesome. So Mark, just as a sort of opening in our um, conversation today, I just wanted to know, in your opinion, why is the application and the use of earth observation important for the water sector? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that in general with earth observation, there's a massive amount of data that is available, but it's largely been untapped and unused by the water industry. And, and so I think that if we can begin to utilize the data that has been made available at great cost by space agencies and governments around the world, um, you know, there's significant benefits to be had uh, by, the, by the water industry at large. It's just about how we package that information, produce that information from satellite um, so that it's in a form and, and in a format um, that the water industry can actually begin to, to benefit from it. Thank you for that. And just as a follow up, in your opinion, is it does Earth Observation almost provide a leapfrog technology for countries, especially developing countries that might not have that massive data available to make decisions around eutrophication? If, if we can get Earth Observation applications right, we will see really breakthrough technologies. I can speak for my application, which is really monitoring algae and cyanobacteria blooms traditional methodologies, traditional ways of sampling, uh, the ways that water companies traditionally manage this problem, by using Earth observation, you can see a 10 times improvement in terms of reduction in cost, efficiency, information that's actually available at your fingertips for decision making. So absolutely, um, and that's just in algal blooms, cyanobacteria blooms, that's just one application area, not talking to being many other areas that um, Earth observation data can be used for uh, for water applications. And in particularly in developing nations, uh, they, they suffer 
actually similarly to, to developed nations actually with you know budgets constraints or budgets being reduced or um, monitoring programs falling into disrepair and this is actually a trend that's not limited to the developing um, world it's actually also seeing the same trends in the developed world awesome so um specifically for this webinar that's coming up on the 18th of november we're addressing the ins and outs of the science to policy interface in the context of eo tools and services so can you share with the listeners one success factor and one challenge from your South african experience hard to pick one <laughs> um but I would say that as we proposed to and, and got funding from the Water Research Commission to work with the National Department in South Africa to, to put together the National Earth Observation um, Eutrophication Monitoring Program, which was really designed to detect eutrophication algal blooms in South Africa's water bodies on a, on a national scale. Um, and one of the successes was being able to collaborate with closely with the National um, Department of Water and Sanitation. Uh, this was between 2015 and 2018 and to actually really develop something that was useful um, for them and out of that place um, you know in the next phase of that we were able to uh, morph it into a mobile application which means that now effectively the data are free to public free to government there's only a, a small fee to access you know high resolution imagery and so we've sort of been able to progress through working closely understanding what what government needs and hopefully delivering on that. In terms of the challenges we've faced is a general, I, I, I loved, um, so I've recently moved across to, to Australia and I, and I loved how someone put it here. They said that government needs to position themselves as a customer for these services. Um, and I think that if you look at a lot of industry, a lot of big business, government's obviously um, often your main customer. But I feel like in some cases uh, we've, we've encountered a lot of blocks and challenges where, where government isn't quite ready to adopt this technology. And the, primarily the reason behind that is that the legislation doesn't exist. Um, you know, the, uh, the requirements don't yet exist, which effectively trigger government to become a user of, of this technology, which would say, okay, it's no longer good enough to do, the, do it the way, you know, you've always done it for the last 50 years we need to embrace these technologies. So I feel like regulators as well as government need to come more to the party to embrace these technologies, which in fact they've actually funded and built <laughs> by putting the satellites in space. So I think government needs to wake up a little bit and uh, take advantage of um, the technologies that are available by, by adopting them and using them more readily. And um, just to sort of as a follow-up, I think you mentioned earlier that you had also developed an app which um, normal citizens could use. And I think maybe talking a yeah. bit about that app and how it would also help government in terms of safe use of recreational water, for instance. When we think about our guidelines with regard to that, to water recreational guidelines um, in terms of safety, I think if you could maybe just speak a little bit to that, because I think it also gives a nice application of what the app is about. Yeah, absolutely. I would say it's akin to a weather weather information service, which is we're all very familiar with with that, um, and effectively that relies on satellite based observations and and models. And um, this application is absolutely no different. So we have a mobile application uh, called Sun Lakes. It's available on iOS as well as on Android devices, um, and it enables you to add any lake in the world. 
effectively over a certain size limit and get weather-like information for that for that lake. So it's going to give you a recreational advisory in terms of safety for use with respect to algae and cyanobacteria concentrations. And the information currently is updated within three hours of acquisition. So it's a very powerful tool. It's a, it's a great example of what the, the vision of the Water Research Commission, the, the vision of the funding agencies in South Africa to say, actually, we're backing this technology. We can see where it can go. And so I think that the, the whole thing behind it is actually using open and free information to provide an open and free public service that, um, that everyone can benefit from. Not What's just it? in South Africa, but around the world. Yeah, I think that's also something about the app that it can be used around the world as well. It's not just for South yeah. Africa only. So then, um, if you could tell policymakers and regulators one piece of advice regarding this topic, what would it be? I would say that it's time to shift from pilots to operations. And I would say that it's time to actually regulate the use of technologies that reduces turnaround times, reduces risk, reduces public health risks, uh, which we know are prevalent a lot from poor water quality or eutrophication or cyanobacteria blooms. We need to start seeing governments making it mandatory to use earth observation-based services. It shouldn't be an add-on, it shouldn't be an extra. The technology's there to reduce the risk in near real time and actually also provide forecasts it's time to actually step up to the plate and uh, begin using this technology around the world. Thank you, Mark, for that. Um, just sort of in summary, I think definitely um, water quality monitoring solutions that not only are useful for water utilities, but also individuals are really coming to the forefront. But policy seems to be lacking behind. And I yeah. think really that's that's the key thing. The, the enabling environment when it comes to policy is, is really important for these um, solutions yeah. to really take off. And I think the science shows that the methods are reliable. And mm -hmm. so the policy now needs to come into line with where the science is, where the technology is. And then we'll, then we'll start to see these types of technologies being adopted much more broadly uh, by the water community. So I guess then after this podcast, we're definitely looking forward to what you will present during the webinar. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. I think your expertise and passion is evident. I think for me, I've had the opportunity to see that having worked with you in phase two of the um, Earth Observation National Monitoring Certification Program. Um, it's been such a pleasure. To, to work with you and to really see the development of Cyanar Lakes and to see the global interest in what you're doing with Cyanar Lakes as well. Then I just want to say to our listeners, thank you also for joining us today. And please do join us again next week for our second installment as we interview Dr. Alexandra Bell from the Julius Maximilians University located in Germany. Alexandra will touch on some of the insights from her research on remote sensing for evidence-based policy. And also don't forget to join us on Friday 18th November at 1400 hours, that is 2 p.m. London time for our webinar, which is titled Science to Policy from Earth Observation to Legislation. Thank you.